Did you know that grapes light on fire in the microwave? Don't try this at home, but if you want to set something on fire, set our day on fire by leaving us a review on iTunes. For those of you who have, I'll send you the bill for the new microwave later. Thanks again. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on August 16th, 2019, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat, as we continue our discussion over Nothing Ends. This particular episode will serve as what we lovingly call the advanced session of the week's explorations. Congratulations to those who signed up for a deeper dive. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of those who we have on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 Next up, we have our own master of social media, the one and only green-eyed music lover, remember to Say hello, Green. Hello, Green. Yes. And last <laughs> but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friends from Guardian of Lore, Hyven and Elmist. Hyven, Elmist, how are you guys doing? Uh, Hyven, go first. Doing delightful. <laughs> yes, Elmist. Oh, I'm doing great. Yes, I got it a little bit more smoothly that time. Uh, but, but enough with my chatter. I know everyone is looking forward to diving into the discussion, so let's get right into it. Let's take a quick moment to chat about this week's Lost Lore. This week, I wanted to take some time to discuss some of the deeper connections that exist between reality and the digital universe of Destiny. So in light of this week's topic, I thought it would be a good chance to kind of take a, a really brief or kind of just at least chat with you guys about the idea of evolution as a chain. That seems to be a very strong topic in this particular lore book. Um, so do you guys have any like opinions? Do you have any thoughts about that concept as far as like uh, a philosophical concept of the chain of evolution? Is that something that you guys have ever really sat down and contemplated on? Can you, I, can you give a concise, concise being the operative um, definition of what you mean when you say a chain evolution? So basically, um, you have like the concept of every every previous generation is going to pass its information, whether that is, I mean, and it varies, right? There's a lot of different theories. Uh, you have genetic memories, you have, you know, the lessons through myth and mythology or mythology and, and fiction um, and all these different things. But it basically it's it's everything is in a way connected and building upon this concept of what came before and as you build on that you you get better you get stronger arguably you know it kind of a weird definition of or weird yeah definition of that word it's not physically stronger it's it's maybe emotionally or or uh, psychically not psych, uh, psychologically strong psychically that'd be a fun one psychologically stronger um you know you're more uh prepared for dealing with hardships that might not have existed in the previous day because you know there's different 
different environments. Uh, it's uh, you see this a lot with like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, um, you know. But it's it's the idea that you build on what was what was before, or you you per, you work towards perfecting what came before, um, which is it's it seems very fundamental. You know, when you talk about evolution and, and the growth of not just a species, but a society. But I was just curious, you know, do you guys have any opinions on if that's if that's something that's accurate to say or if, if there's a different approach that you guys feel would be a better uh, description of how how we in reality go through change? Um, if OK, I'll go first. Uh, the concept of chaining and having things be an automatic step up. I think the the visualization of a chain is fairly accurate because you're not going to be a hundred percent quote unquote better than the, the the generation prior, right? So if you're an improving if you're improving upon a concept, there are things from the prior generation within the concept that you have to adapt as well. So you're going to have this linkage go up. I think that the I think that it is almost unrealistic to say that there's always going to be a direct descendant that is going to be an evolution in the chain. Sometimes there sometimes there's just uh children that just don't fall that close to the tree even though you want them to step up into the same thing. They may be right there but they're not going to necessarily follow the same path that you are that being said i do think there's always going to be somebody who's going to push the boundary make it make it better make it stronger faster whatever so i do think there is that idea but not necessarily a an easily connected one sometimes there's missing links alamist well so like i'm able to actually see this in society the way it is now uh, and it's it's all about the actual generational, um, it, just just people in different generations. I mean, the baby boomers had a certain work ethic, certain ideologies. The next generation had a certain work ethic, and it's building on it, but not necessarily in a good way or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, I Adaptation. mean, adaptation, right? And like we get to today you know the the current generation and it's it's what it is the current generation is advancing in ways that may not be the same pathways that we expected them to they're just going a different direction they are more efficient oftentimes than prior generations with technology especially yeah i think that you can't literally think of society as just tacking on another link um because we do have so many ebbs and flows, there are definitely time periods where there's regression. Um, you know, you mm-hmm. have wartime where not as much progress can happen, but then usually right after that, you have a, a big boom in maybe progression in society. And while, you know, things might not always seem to be progressing, as Elamist was mentioning, uh, in some way, they're, they're building off of past knowledge, whether you're talking about technology improving or... Uh, philosophies on 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 life culture we are always changing we're always adapting so i think that the 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 metaphor applies but it really just determines it it really is in how how are you viewing it if it if you're literally thinking that there's always the next generation or the next step is always an improvement i don't think that is necessarily always the case but i think as a whole we're talking about 
progression as as a society towards not always a better end, but um, some some progression I think is definitely there. Blue. I just like that it you know if you work it harder you make it better, and if you do it faster it makes us stronger. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes more sense. Elamist is a titan. That makes a lot more sense. Um, oh yeah. Okay, bef- before we go forward, Elamist is a titan. That what are you, Haven? I I have to be honest. I main titan for about four years, and I've just recently swapped over to hunter. So. Okay. No, it's totally fine. I I just like to know what I'm working with. I definitely got Um, that Titan mentality still in here. (laughs) It's okay. I actually switched over and started playing Titan a little bit more often. I still run my Hunter mainly, but I kind of missed my Titan. I've been missing my Titan, too. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about maybe picking it back up for the new expansion. There you go. Just make sure to punch all the Thrall. Well, see, that's my problem. I tend to to die more as my my Titan, especially in PvP. My Hunter, I'm just a little Mm -hmm. more agile, you know. With my Titan, I just feel like I'm invincible and I can just The the glowy heads are just really good targets, is what they are. The glowy heads are just really good. I mean, I I just made Syntheseps and couldn't stop punching anything for the first year of D2. No, no, no. the most brilliant thing, though, is you can do the punchy thing as a hunter, too. If you do top tree arc strider with liar's handshake and just dodge and punch and <laughs> dodge do and punch and dodge that. and punch. It's infinite. It's so much fun. I may have punched through an entire um, Zavathun strike. Yeah, oh, I love that in PvE. The only thing I didn't do was the f- I didn't do the final boss, obviously, with a punch. I may have tried to swing at her a few <laughs> times, but um, didn't but, quite work. But, like, I do that with Syntheseps anyway. Mm-hmm. Right Bottom when tree striker, yeah, when Syntheseps, you know, bust, yeah. buff your super and everything, then you just destroy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well, and I think gosh. I think going back to it's like you know what you were talking about, Green is like that that unexpected step. That's what you know. That's mm-hmm. that's a mutation. Is is what that is, right? right? <clears throat> in in actual evolutionary terms, that's the definition of a mutation. Is that unexpected? change that unexpected you know sideways step that may may work to the favor or may not it, you know you never know but i think that kind of to bring it back into like the concept of the eternal chain and the other you know the, the it's called the eternal chain and the other's prize um which is the first entry it, it's the this entry kind of serves as a a kind of a beginning to the explanation of all the actions that have been taken so far um, and it's it's kind of a, a way of Shin kind of starting to pull the veil back. And yes, I mean, I realize that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and I think, again, I, I kind I keep going back to I really think the titles are <laughs> they're they're indicative of things. Um, oh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, like Shin here is saying, you know, he's like, you know, he says, Rezl sought to vanquish terrors. Your fertilized the wilds with suffering and despair. That new hope would grow. And I was that hope. And then, you know, he goes on, you know, the, and he says, you know, to many, the legend and the lesson ends there. And that's where they're wrong. And it wasn't the, and that's where we were kind of talking about uh, earlier in the introductory session is, you know, yours true lesson wasn't that strength beats strength. It was that adversity leads to evolution and forces it. And then, you know, and through that crucible, we are remade better, stronger, more than we were. And that, again, kind of going back to what you guys were saying when you're talking about you're not drawing. 
that's exactly what he was teaching. He was, he, and even, and here's the thing is, even if Yor wasn't fully aware that that's what he's teaching, that's the lesson that was taught. At the end of the day, that's the link in the chain that was made from his existence, and that's the link that built upon which allowed Shin to become who he is. And so, and so Shin is trying to teach us and, and, you know, whoever is willing to follow in his footsteps, he's trying to teach us not just that lesson, but also his own lesson. You know, that's, that's the thing is like, you know, talking about generations and, you know, the passing of knowledge, every length, you, you hope that every link is stronger than the last. I mean, sure, there are some that are not, and that is, that's just the nature of existence. Like that's not, there's, there's always going to be a weakest link. And that's just, that's not, that is not talking down or condescendingly to that link it's just there is going to be in the scope of the chain there is always going to be a weakest point that's just the fact but the hope is is that the link that is you know in in regards to generationally and and even the guardians it's kind of weird because it's not like generations but it's it's uh uh it's it's like the i guess it is kind of generations but it's not generations in the sense that we are offspring it's generations in that we are coming after um, you know, he says, the guardians of today are not gods, nor were those who came before. We are all simply links on a chain reaching back to the dawn of time and forward to the end of existence, each link gaining strength from the others, each link stronger than the last. Just as I was stronger than your, you are stronger than me. The whole working to solidify the parts and growing sturdier as the harsh, harsh truths of reality stretch and strain to break us, to break the chain, sever our individual links. So you see here the the uh, bringing of what I refer to as the the books of sorrows egotism and kind of unifying that into the guardians and the traveler sense of allosism, um, which is to kind of break it down a, li- a little bit more. Uh, the sword logic is very egocentrical. It's very it's very self serving. It's very based on the individual. It's me 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 me. Whereas the Guardians, who arguably have a very similar logic as far as gaining experience and gaining power, but it's got an entirely different inference point in that it is not based on me, it is based on us. It is based on you. It's allocentric rather than egocentric. And that's where you see right here, that's exactly what he is talking about. He is talking about this: the chain as a whole is stronger together than it is individually on the links. Ivan? Yeah, Blue covered some of what I, my connection, kind of thinking about the, the hive and, and sword logic. I think we do see that here. I do think that that is exactly what we're seeing is uh, the links of the chain progressing for, for this story. Um, uh, Shin you know, mentions that uh, Rezlazir's kind of folly was that he thought that he could uh, fight the darkness on his strength alone, whereas... Shin realized that with the progress, he needed to surround himself with like-minded individuals, and once again taking that next step. Um, and it's you know it's it's almost as if we are trying to reach a final shape of sorts. Um, and that's another reason why sometimes we'll tie this back into the hive. While our motivations are definitely different, I think in a way, as guardians, we are trying to attain some type of perfection, some type of unification in the universe. Uh, granted, the means, as, as Blue had mentioned, the sword logic versus that of Guardians as a whole is very different, but there's definitely a feel that we are working towards something 
something grander and that each each level we're going to progress. And I think so far we've seen progression. Uh, granted, who knows what's going to happen in the future. Maybe we'll have a choice. Our guardian could go down some crazy path and it might not be the kind of progression we're expecting. But I would say that so far it appears that we really are just building off of past knowledge, learning from the mistakes, and moving on. Shin was kind of like a, a, a go-between generation uh, where they had to adopt yours mentality but at the same time make sure that nobody continued on as your but instead turned out to be something different and only after that were you know we and as shin mentions a few other select guardians able to to get that that line of gray and to ride kind of the, the balance between the two i mean that's what we kind of think about when when you talk about sword logic we oftentimes attribute sword log- logic to being an evil thing because it's associated with the hive right so that's the automatic mental picture that you get but in reality it is just a it's just the continual evolution of a race now granted they're subscribing to the um might over another being the proof of your existence being the sword logic but evolution change um forced evolution or no it is still us moving forward with it um blue just linked in there the struggle for existence is kind of a and a good example of it we're not we're doing sword logic without saying that we're forcing ourselves down that we are executing the same concepts because we prove ourselves through might oftentimes and it's the the might of the pack with guardians versus the might of the solo or might of the individual and i kind of feel that dredge and yor was closer to sword logic you know when we think of someone like oryx when you read the books of sorrow parts of it almost sound like yes you know sword logic is the killing they gain the strength but there are portions where oryx kind of talks about how you know the reason they're fighting civilizations are not just to destroy them but to almost look for somebody who is worthy to defeat him if so being which is why he prepares you know his final words for us and the like in the same way it seemed that your really was either going to destroy or wait for somebody who was more powerful to destroy him and and through that that was where that strength was able to prepare i mean to uh to prevail which is exactly just as blue had mentioned that the struggle for existence we're struggling to attain some sort of perfection and i think it's where we're starting to realize that solely on the you can choose solely the light or solely the dark but we're starting to have an example of more of a balance or a symmetry of the two I was just going to say, to go back to your your mention of the struggle for existence, just for anyone who is not familiar with that term real quick, uh, it's a concept that is basically concerning the, it's, it's described as concerning the competition or battle for resources that are needed to live. And it can refer to human society or just in general to organisms in nature. Uh, it's actually a pretty ancient concept. Uh, the term specifically struggle for existence uh, was in popular use by the end of the 18th century. Uh, and it, you pretty much are probably going to think of when you see this kind of concept, you see uh, Darwin. Darwinism is a really big user. Uh, Darwin uses a thinker named Malthus's. Uh, he was actually kind of led to Darwin or Malthus was work was what Darwin based a lot of his stuff on. Um, but the struggle that's that concept struggle for existence. We also see that in the books of sorrow. There's a quote that says existence is the struggle to exist. Um, it, it's kind of that, that never ending cycle of there's no such thing as uh, peace. You know, there's, there's always a struggle going on. Um, 
and you, and you see also uh, as later in you know the late 19th or the late 18th century and early 19th century you see a transition from not just physical but actually psychological uh you have uh th huxley uh will take it and basically he d- he disagrees with darwin but what he does agree is that there is a struggle for existence uh and he actually goes further and says that there is a struggle for existence between competing ideas within the minds of people in intellectual discussion uh this is actually something that i it, it's as seriously will be later described as meme theory uh, which is is where we get the concept of the memes that everyone loves to share. Um, that's actually tied into this this idea of a psychological struggle for existence. Um, but it's it's also where you see different philosophies within. So when we're talking about like sword logic and bomb logic, and then the guardian logic and all this different stuff, there's there's also there's a lot of different flavors. You know, there's the idea of cooperation among organisms or symbiosis. There's a there's a the idea of warring you know warring natures of different things, all that mutual aid and cooperation all the all these different flavors all consist within the struggle for existence. It's it's an overarching term for that concept, um, and and that kind of goes back to this concept of this internal chain. You know this this thing of where you see Shin talking about that. It's it's this whole thing. Um, and I mean, and the other thing that comes here is like, you know, Shin is also kind of bearing a little bit of himself and in, in, he's also kind of confessing a little bit near the end of this. He's he says that, you know, he he there were countless times that he thought that he wanted to destroy the original Thorn um, because he was actually keeping it hidden and keeping it secret, um, keep it secret, keep it safe. You know, he wanted to keep it where none could be tempted uh, but he kind of came, he's come to realize that the weapons of sorrow are only one of the methods that are used to destroy us. Uh, and, and so that's where he kind of is introducing this concept. He asked the question, will you allow sorrow to linger a festering threat waiting to consume all who are tempted by its power? Or will you forge a new road? Which kind of goes into the, what you were talking about with the light and the dark and, you know, chats talking about the gray guardians, if you will. Um, and that's where Shin says, will you show the hive and every guardian who follows in your wake that sorrow does not guide us? Um, and then he goes on to say, I leave these questions for you to ponder, but I know what I believe. We are better than our deepest fears. We are ever and truly weapons of light. Uh, which is, I, I love the the dichotomy that is being set here between the weapons of sorrow and the weapons of light. Because you see earlier with the shadows, way back in D1, you saw them talking about becoming weapons of sorrow. And so now you get this this like revelation of the true the true shadows are not actually becoming weapons of sorrow. They're taking the weapons of sorrow in order to purify the festering wounds that they are and purge that that sickness and become stronger because of that. Uh, it's like when you you know you break you wound you you're wounded and the scar tissue grows back. It's it's technically stronger than what it was there before. If you break a bone, the fusion of that that material to heal that bone is a stronger point of that bone than the bone around it where it has where it has not been broken. Um, so that's where you get that concept of the book of unmaking to be remade. It's it's the breaking in order to become stronger. And that's that's a pretty common philosophy, not just, you know, here within Destiny, but also, you know, just um, 
in in like I mean martial arts training does it uh, a lot of the a lot of the fighting arts will have that concept of breaking down a person you know uh, militaries will do it too breaking down a person and building them back up stronger than before newer than before different but you know more and that's that's the entire hope is that after you've been broken down you can you can regrow and become more than what you were before yeah, and Hyven, sorry. Yeah, I, I, you want to re- you want to talk about what you just threw there because that's that's a good one too. Uh, yeah, it's once again just kind of getting into that 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 struggle for existence. You know, he when Shin he tells us in uh, the brilliance of Bloom, he says that is you know sometimes we are forced to become other. As people were mentioning that he doesn't necessarily want to do everything he is he is doing, but it it is becoming a necessity. And he continues on that you, however, however, have been true to yourself at every turn, always facing forward, always accepting the burden of impossible odds, not because of glory, but because of necessity. Um, so there's that acknowledgement that in order to continue on, uh, to continue grow, to not be completely, you know, destroyed by the darkness, we have to adapt. And his actions were were based off of not always what is viewed as the right thing to do but more of what is the necessity in order to just to continue on i think that's a good segue into actually getting into the explanation of what the book kind of teaches us as far as the ending story of everything because we're talking about the evolution and the chains that we the evolution of the chain or i can't figure out how to say this correctly blue what what are you trying to say sorry I'm trying to trying to tie in your lost lore into the actual book itself. Well, I was going to say, you know, I almost... think I think we I think it's kind of trans it's it's transformed, transfigured into it already. And I think the the actually the next thing I was going to kind of mention is the the looking the narrowing down and looking at the link of the chain that it was Callum. You know, Callum is yeah. a crucial link to this whole chain, this eternal mm-hmm. chain that's being talked about here and you see this in the second entry it's called the elegy for callum's soul and callum's refrain and so we see the the dual uh the two-faced the the two-faced the janus mask if you will of callum here uh you see a conversation between callum and shin and this is where the eulogy for callum's soul and then the refrain is his basically his his public face his face that he puts forth as as um dredging coal um and it, I find it, what I do find really interesting here, really kind of uh, curious, is in the elegy for Callum Soul, which is the true Callum, he's referred to as Cole. In the refrain, Callum's refrain, he is referred to as Callum. So he is, he is his true name is, like, it's, it's a weird play, right? Because Dredging Cole is the name that he took up when he became a shadow but when he's talking to Vale, who is shin he is he's referred to as cole here but then when he's talking to his quote air quote followers who he's misleading and he's setting up to be cold he is referred to as callum and i just find that that little difference there an interesting one um but basically what we see here is that they knew going forward and cole is I mean, he full out says, I am not questioning the plan. I just want to make sure it will work. To which he's basically told, 
the temptation mu- and uh, Shin responds with the temptation must go further. We've baited the hook with dark imaginings, but to truly gauge the ill intent of those hiding behind the light, we have to give them a clear path towards their darkest desires. And that's where we see a, no- a nod to Cole's namesake, because then he's like, and and calls like well what about so what does that mean for those who join this this crusade that i'm about to start and Vale responds with then we thin the herd uh and this is where uh pins had mentioned it earlier the the greater good you excise the weak few that the whole may grow stronger and it's a really it's it's a it's a brutal truth to reality um and i know that's that's extremely painful um, kind of stop or kind of concept because in nature in a in a herd mentality i'm not talking let's let's take it let's take a step away from humanity for a second and let's look at just like in just just general like any take take a prey animal uh you know buffalo deer whatever in in that herd in that herd mentality this concept is no str- there none of these are strangers you see this in every single animal culture or culture air quotes there every single animal out there lions are notorious for this they they perform infant infanticide constantly with every uh every male lion who takes over a pack or a pride will go through and commit infanticide to make sure that his lineage goes on uh you know you see this with uh elephants and deer the weak will die and they i mean they they there's especially with like elephants you see a degree of mourning but there's not anything that they really do to stop it because the weak few hindered the whole and sometimes the there there needs to be a sacrifice of a few so that the pack can the herd can continue to survive um and i know when we were talking about this in the intro session you guys had mentioned like the concept of like well what happens if that's this group actually encourages us right and he says and that's actually the next question that cole asks here he says what if more join than intended what if such a vi- what if such vile messages speak to the fear that grips us all hate is easily sowed among a people on the brink so again that that despair that that you know reminder that we are in a dystopian world what if that panic what if that fear of that that overarching fear of termination of extermination just it it just drives people to to the edge and shin's response is that it's not the people we seek to judge it's their protectors we do this for the people we are yeah i I feel like this is the 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 quote episode uh veil is basically presenting the shadows the true shadows as those who watch the watchers he is he is basically saying it is our task it is our responsibility to be the people who protect the protect the people from those who protect them we are the ones that hold them accountable um and then actually you see some uh, gallows humor here too which is really nice uh yeah black flag in chat who guards the guardians as a, it's a very good connection here uh but cole also says so vale says for the future and cole's response is not mine <laughs> got to get the jokes in while i can as soon as i break rank it's all gloom and doom (laughs) (laughs) just i'm like i'm like oh my god i love that they give cole like that that kind of like just like gallows humor being like yeah yeah um and and then we also realize here at the very end that the vanguard is not aware of this plan uh not not fully uh they are you know a little bit but they're not fully aware of what's about to happen um 
and Cole's kind of closing thing is, I will be a villain. And his res- the response to that is, only to those who do not truly matter. Uh, which I, I really kind of agree, I, I, or I really like here, because it's like, it doesn't matter what others think, because those of us who know what is actually happening here will know that you are sac- that this is a sacrifice that you are doing for the betterment of the, the, the city, basically. Um, and then we get to the refrain. Um, but uh, so the refrain again, I'm just I'm actually just going to read the refrain if you guys don't mind, because this is so this this next thing, this is the refrain that Callum has to the people who he is trying to bait the hook for. So this is what he's saying to people in public not to private. And so Callum says, I have tossed aside all I once held dear and returned to the purity of self. We do not need titles torn from dead fables. We are and have always been who we are. Hated, feared, lost, broken. Dredgenor did not make us. Orsa and his fools would have us believe we walk in the footsteps of truest pure sorrow. I say my sorrow equals that of your. I say it transcends. I say we are the future, and the future does not wait for failures resting as ash in a field on some lonely forgotten ridge. The book says we must be unmade, not remade, not evolved, not improved, unmade. To achieve such glories, we must start with ourselves. We must look into the abyss, naked and unafraid of its judgment against our many human weaknesses. But Orson knows this, as did Bane and the others. They fear true judgment. They would hide behind their interpretations of yours ancient's texts, seeking understanding as a means to delay what must be done. No more gambits, no more posturing, no more running from a lone man with a golden gun. Malfur is not a worthy foe, he is an excuse. No longer. From this moment on, we, those brave few enough to heed my words, will walk in a straight line toward the abyss. We will end all who would change our course. So, a uh, couple things. First off, uh, we know, again, this is, this is the false Callum kind of speaking to gauge and to bait the hook, uh, bait the trap for those who he's seeking to kind of entrap, I guess you would. Um, but we also know that, you know, this is obviously him misleading because we do know that he, he doesn't believe all this stuff. We just, cause that's kind of the point of the elegy that we saw before, right? Is this leads into the refrain, which means it was, shows us that, uh, the next, the next entry is called the liar's trap. Um, and this, the liar's trap is actually, uh, about drifter. So for right now, I'm actually going to jump over it. Um, I am going to jump into the entry called the calling. So I'm going to jump, there's the liar's trap, the darkest shadows and the new legend to guide them. I'm going to jump over those for real quick because I'm, I'm, I want to focus on call. I'm going to come back to them, but the next one that I want to look at is the calling. And this is where we see the, um, Another conversation. Uh, this one again is between Vale and Callum. So again, Shin and Callum are talking, and this is actually the the exposition or the the revelation of what happens at that that scene that we see at the end of the Malfeasance quest. So this is where we see um, the ghost that he stabs with a thorn is not his ghost. Uh, we have confirmation that Paola is his ghost and she is safe with Bane. Uh, she is, she has been given a new shell and is sad, but she is aware of what is at stake. Um, 
And so basically what they did was they took Paola's shell and put a dead ghost inside of it and gave Paola a new shell. Um, and then this is also a revelation that Callum is aware that Malfur and or- Orsa and Vale are the same person uh, at the end of the conversation here. Uh, and then also kind of a, a, a last confirmation that this is the final goodbye. Um, and and it's basically right before uh, Cole is, is killed. Uh, Callum does say that we have riled the foolish and set the trap. If my end is the means by which we can ensure a generation of those whom the shadows would corrupt are removed from the playing field, then my end is welcome. Uh, and then uh, he says, uh, you know, goes down and he says, it's been an honor. The honor is now, and, and then Shin says, the honor is now and has been and will always be mine. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, it's pretty much assumed that that's the pop pop. Um, I think. RTL. Return. What return is to RTL? Light. Uh, we see that with regards to uh, Lush, um, who was uh, the one of the one of the old fire team member, younger fire team members with Cade and Andal. Uh, that was one of the first victims of Tanix. Uh, he gets called. It gets called out basically that he RTL'd uh, because Lush Lush's ghost was killed, and then Lush was the one that. Or no, sorry, hang on. Yeah, Lush was the one whose ghost was killed, I think, and they they refused to let him run with him, and then he died doing something else, and then there was another guardian with him that got RTL'd during uh, one of the ambushes that Tanix got caught them in. Mm. Um, so yeah, and so and um, sorry, I was reading, I was just catching up on chat real quick. Uh, yeah, no, so um, basically synopsis here is that the vanguard didn't know about all this this like behind the scenes play acting um they to the vanguard's perception and to most people's and to the majority of people's perceptions um callum went to the dark side basically and veil uh shin who they didn't know those veil but shin well i think the vanguard is a where that shin is veil i'm not sure still on that part i think they are but basically the Callum went off to the deep end and then to everyone's kind of awareness, Shin shows up and kills Callum and wipes out the, the faithful followers of Cole. Um, yeah. Black flag is kind of saying the same thing. I think Vanguard is, I'm pretty sure Vanguard is aware that Vale, Orsa and Shin are all the same people. Um, I want to say they are. But we also know that the entire inner working or the inner circle of the shadows is aware of this play acting because right here in the calling entry, we see Bane and Vale working together to protect Paola, uh, who is, again, Callum's ghost. Spinfoil. Yes, I, yeah, yeah. Do you think, <laughs> do you think that because Paola, and this is something Alumnus, uh, Elemist has put in our chat, which actually I'm just going to let you bring it up. Since you All right. Well, with with Paola hidden away, I mean, could we see Callum come back? Because if, like, he could be re- revived, mm-hmm. given a new name, new armor, never takes the helmet off. Would people really know? Um. So I mean, like, I, I, I think like the 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 easy answer is that you see the answer to it in the beginning of the calling card. It says you cannot return from this. And Callum says, yeah, that was the deal. Um, now, that th- being said, but go for it. I, I don't think that means, 
I, he could not return from yeah. death. It's just return he can't as return. Yeah, I was thinking of it's no recourse from, from the actions. He can't turn back what he's already right. set in motion. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I and I mean I and I I um well, we had the conversation I mean, I earlier think... about what is his golden gun? Is it something special? Because um, I think it was mentioned in his chat. You know, we get killed by golden guns all the time in Crucible. Um, so mm-hmm. if there's nothing special about Shin in that way, there's no reason his ghost couldn't resurrect him. But as far as are they willing to take the risk of somebody realizing what happened, I think is more to the point. Um, especially since this is a personal message between the two. And he, he, does, he tells him RTL. Um, so I think for them, this is almost a finality. Whether or not the possibility mm-hmm. is around, I think that Callum Recall really kind of just gave himself up. Well, and that's kind of chat, you know, is kind of talking about that too. Is like, you know, the deal is the the, 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 the what I was reading is like the deal is you don't come back, like yeah. you don't get raised. Yeah. Now that being said, Pale is still around. His ghost is still there. Like it, it's it's not that. You and know, ghosts if, have a mind if, of their own sometimes. So. They do have a mind of their own. And I'm not and I'm not <laughs> discounting the possibility that, you know, Paola could do a Sagira and be like, see you later, haters, and <laughs> yeah. go and get her her guardian. Um <laughs> and actually, you know, there's there's some things that, that could that could be a really interesting twist that we see down the road. But the thing is too, even if he comes back, you know, I don't see that being a problem for Shin because it seems like these they these these group this this group of people or this group of guardians is very seems very close knit. They know what is being asked. They know what is what is the price. And they all seem like they're, you know, not necessarily completely okay with it, but willing to pay that price. Um and you know, he, he, uh, Shin does say, "Your ghost understands as well as you. She is safe now with Bane, given a new shell, and and sad, but aware of what is at stake." So again, it's it's Haven? just the whole thing there. I was just say this is a, a point that I had thought about before that it, it's almost as if this core group of uh, have kind of acknowledged that their time will end sooner or later, whether that's they go into hiding or they die. I think for reasons like the fact that. Shin is having to kill his innocent friend um, are, are the kind of actions that they understand are needed to forward the progression, to forward that chain. But I think they acknowledge that they as a group cannot continue, that they are just one of the chains that will lead on to us stepping up and taking that mantle. So I almost wonder if, you know, going into this, they kind of all agreed that they might not return at least not in a way where they could enjoy happy full lives right and i think that actually leads really nicely into the the entry actually before this is the new legend to guide them you know like i I think that's a really interesting thing because that is a great great segue you know um i'm trying i'm trying to see because i know there was there was a piece of it that actually kind of ties in to what you just were saying i just just lost it oh no um so i mean so basically um he the new legend to guide them is the entry where shen kind of point blank says you are the one that it's you who must now show the rest every guardian every warrior every huddled hopeful broken soul that we are ready to face any threat um and and then he says and to do so we must be willing and able to become masters of the light and the dark and you know it basically 
he's clarifying that that doesn't mean just give freely to the shadows. You have to you have to bend those shadows to our will. Um, so and and that's where you kind of get this idea of this like you know I see I saw chat kind of talking back or talking about the gray guardian you know infusing the shadows with the light so that their sickness dims but their power remains, um, and it's like this weird um walk along the knife's edge of the brink of annihilation right it, it's just this razor thin tightrope that we have to walk and basically Shin is putting us as the guiding light. Because to him and to to almost it seems to the shadows as well, it, it it's recognized that our guardian, the guardian, the hero of the Red War, you know, the 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 judge, jury, and executioner of the scorned barons, um, the hive's bane, if you will, if you go back to D one, it's us that is the best of them, uh, because we have we have repeatedly seen so many challenges, so many obstacles that we've overcome. You know, we kind of get a similar feeling in the conversations with the Nine as well. Uh, but then the other thing that happened is the whole thing with Illumina. And the the and that kind of goes into the brilliance of the Bloom entry, where you kind of see this, this concept of, you know, okay, this is another confirmation of about, uh, about that. But I didn't know. Um, did you guys have, Ivan, was that about the contingency plan? Or no, um, I think Elamist had something he wanted to say specifically about it. Oh, uh, not about the contingency plan, but like, and at the, at this point, like Shin has been preparing us for months to walk this this razor edge between the light and dark, and it it's going to be interesting to see how far we we teeter to each side. Yeah, I mean, even throughout these books, he keeps telling us, "Yeah, I know what I told I told you I was going to let you." guide yourself, be on your way, but I kind of lied, and he keeps continuing on. I'm going to keep giving you this little bit of guidance, but and I think that's because he wants us to reach our potential kind of on our own, but he understands that he can be that guiding force for us. Yeah, and I and that kind of, with the brilliance of Bloom, too, you see that with, you know, he says, you are the Bloom that will serve as an inspiration for the stories used to bolster the courage for countless heroes to come. You are all I and untold others could never be, a beacon, a champion, a true and honored guardian. Uh, and then earlier in this, this kind of ties back to, I think it was Letters letters of letters from a Renegade. Um, he says earlier in, in the brilliance of Bloom, he says that, my point is sometimes we are forced to become other as we make our way along our individual roads. You, however, have been true to yourself at every turn, always facing forward, always accepting the burden of impossible odds, not because of glory, but because of necessity, a thing needed doing that we may all live to see another day. And so you did time and again. Um, and so that's that's where, again, you kind of see this uh, this recognition from Shin that, you know, again, that that staying true to the yourself not not bending to you know the the orders of the speaker uh the the ravings of toland the you know the the prophecies of osiris the the wishes of the nine we 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 walk our path and as we interact with those others we we interact with them as we as we cross their paths we interact with them but we always stay on our path we never get sidelined into, you know, the shadows or the, the, the dredgens or the, you know, you know, the, uh, what is it? The, sh- the, uh, what it, oh shadows, shadows, the callous thing, 
you know, we don't we we have stayed on our path, our our personal path this entire time. And we deal with the antagonists, the enemies that come as they come. And but we don't punish those who aren't necessarily needing punishment until they need pun. It, it's it's to me, it's like he's he's recognizing that that component is is both a glorious thing and also a, a an honorable thing as well. I guess that's the same thing, but if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree. I'm also just kind of catching up on chat and yeah, I know that's what I'm doing as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, he goes black flag. He goes back to Jaren's message about you know uh, do what you must because it's right. You know it, it's it's again stick to the right path. You know the the true path. Um, and that's on the last word. Real quick, I'm gonna pull that up real fast. Um, he says, you know, he uh, right here. He says the worst part about being a good guy, as much as you may want it, you can't always win. But that truth don't bother me. We do the right thing because the right thing needs doing. So when another does harm, cast their shadow upon you or your kin. You go ahead and hunt for the justice needed to answer any sins inflicted. Don't hunt them because you've been wronged. Hunt them because what they did was wrong. There's a world of difference there, kid. One makes you selfish. The other makes you a hero. And I see a hero in you. And with this last good lesson, a gift. I know it feels right in your hand. It's weight easy. It's trigger smooth. Use it as you will. I know you'll use it right. It's yours now till the last flame dies and all words have been spoken. Um... So yeah, that's that's where the whole thing and like he's talking to Shen about um the vengeance and all this. Uh because he you know, he, he knew that he was gonna die, basically. Um but yeah, and then he says vengeance is a motivator, not the motive. And so going back, that's where we see, you know, Shin has has finally kind of matured to the point where he doesn't feel just that that blaze of anger. He actually recognizes the 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 message that is there. Um, and I think I wanted to say there was another one that I wanted to talk about. Oh, uh, the darkest shadow. Yeah. Uh, so the darkest shadow is, uh, nope, sorry. The liar's trap. That's the one I was thinking of. Wow. Um, the liar's trap is actually a call out of drifter. Um, and this is a comfort. This is a, a, a review of drifter and the gambit, um, from Shin's point of view. Uh, and, and he basically says the guardians who joined the dr- the guardians who joined in the drifters game have proven to be the perfect guinea pigs to dis- demonstrate a larger point. The shadows of dark power that tempt us are not inherently evil. In fact, they are simply another tool to be used if we hope to bend the unknown to our will. An impossible feat we must learn to master if we wish to push back the ever aggressive tide of extinction. Uh, and, and that's and that's so that's where you kind of get the point of you know the whole. Uh, contention of the title of Dredgen. And Hyven, what do you what do you got on that one? It was just a, a point that I just kind of ties into a lot of these thoughts. It's actually something from the symmetry in the Burden of Light. Um, the small sippet says that the light healed us, and so we have a responsibility to give it back the lives it has given us. There will be a day when we meet a new kind of guardian. And so I think that's the kind of philosophy that Shin is trying to kind of instill that while we do have a responsibility to the light, there would be a time where you know more would be needed. And I think that's exactly what he's been trying to set up. I mean, that's exactly what Gambit has been. Uh, he, you know, he talked about how the um, malfeasance was just a little sampling. 
to kind of see what Guardians did with that little bit of power. If they uh, plunged into the, the, the full-on darkness, or if that sustained that desire and they were able to use it to, 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 to gain some power without the corruption. So I just find it quite interesting that this philosophy is something that has existed well outside of Shin, even outside of, of Yor, but just I think we see that for Guardians to continue on, a progression is definitely necessary. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think the other thing here too is that you see in the in the latter half of the entry, right, you see his critique, if you will, of Azir's greatest mistake, the pride. Uh, he says he plunged freely into the abyss thinking his will alone could fend off the whispers and corruption, but alone we all fall. Only together can we thrive in light and dark. Um, so I think that's kind of where you see uh, what you're saying about the, the symmetrist point of view about the new type of guardian. I think that's where you see that as well, right? Is that that concept that together we are still guardians. We are still what we were when we began, but we have found a new source of power. And and this is, you know, is, he starts this particular piece off. He says, the stage set by the foul sport the Drifter has crafted has many give, has given many guardians the confidence they need to see the shadows for what they are without losing their way or tainting their light. And so that's I think that's an important thing there, too. And then later in there, we also see another confirmation uh, when we were talking way back at the beginning of the intro session about the interpretation of what Shin does. We see here, you know, a call out to that. He says, you know, which leads to the other need addressed by Gambit's promise. Those guardians who would give freely of themselves and seek not only power in the shadows, but comfort purpose. They have been drawn out and addressed some with force and sadly an end. Others quickly forfeit their troubling ambitions when faced with the dire truth of the journey they'd begun. In the end, many shadows have fallen, but they have all been false prophets, lost souls who would have fallen to despair sooner or later. Best to tempt them here and now in a manner we can control and correct than allow the weak will to fester within our ranks. So again, you see that kind of two thing there. You see a purpose of the shadows. You see a purpose of Gambit. And then also, again, a confirmation that Shin's not just running willy-nilly around, you know, golden gunning people. He's he's actually, he is trying to guide them a little bit, you know, in, in, in his own way or in the shadow's own way. Um, I guess the question to me is, like, do, um, do we think, do we think that Drifter is aware of this greater plan? I would say probably not. Just the fact that uh, in um, was it the what is the 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 book where he discusses Drifter's Gambit? He discusses how you know he doesn't know if the Drifter is on to his tactics or if he even knows who he was. The whole plan would be foiled if he didn't. And I I just kind of feel that they could be in this together, but Drifter seems to have his own motivations that are kind of so far out that I think that he did not, he, he, he didn't tell the Vanguard who he's clearly been working with the whole plan. So I kind of doubt that he would tell the drifter. Yeah. I mean, I, but you know, and so I know they chat, could have a chats, meeting and chats talking about it too. It's like, um, like, yeah, I mean, like I, I get, I, I see both ways, right. You know, I see, they both could have had sides. a meeting. He, they were like, open tricked before. Right, and and you know, I I get what Black Flag's saying too, because it does seem like he's like 
even if he does know, does he even care? He has Drifter does seem to have his own goals and it it's tied into, you know, it seems to be tied into the story with Oren and all that. Um, but you know, Dino's is also saying what I'm, I'm kind of seeing too, is everything that's, everything that's gone down in Gambit with Gambit, Gambit with Gambit prime. It's all so far. Right, right. And that's fair. That's, that's fair so far. so far, but for the most part, it's all gone to Shin's benefit. It's furthered Shin's plan. You know, the only reason we don't that I say so far is that we don't see the result of getting all the taken votes. The we motes of darkness. Know... What his end goal right. really is yet? Right. Well, we and don't then know there's, what's going on there's the involvement of the to survive the is basically of... I think his goal. Right. I think he'll do anything he can. You just get the right. You just get the the Drudgeon title handed out, which is like what what we're doing as far as like bringing up the concept of dredgen and kind of reclaiming that namesake or whatnot, even if it is in a very um, watered down <laughs> way. Sorry, Dino. Dino just did the best one. He has made the title of our greatest monster mean, oh, you hang out with the weird dude. You know, he died. He dumpster dives for free burgers. <laughs> oh, sorry. That is, I mean, that is <laughs> fair regardless but, if he knows or yeah. not he totally says he's given up those dredging titles as a joke well well and he it's also does, he does he does say that he does it to piss off the shadows yeah yeah like he he does acknowledge that i mean and but again i'm like i wonder though because, how okay so i was just gonna say i wonder knows, how long did shin yeah. have to make this plan how manipulative is he is, yeah, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like, is it because Shin is just that good at manipulating, or is it because Drifter is, you know, is a, a true I, shadow? Green, what do you think? I think it's, I think it's more of the fact that Shin knows how to utilize things as they come his way. Um, the best manipulators roll with the punches and are able to use other people with what those other people are already mm-hmm. doing. So. I think that Drifter had this concept of getting everything pulled together the way he wanted to, like with the the modes of darkness and everything. And of course, he gets the hall. Um, as far as timeline of when everything goes down, we don't know. But the as in relation to Shin and Shin's plan, but I think Shin sees Drifter's thing and may have planted ideas with Drifter because. We have the cutscene at the very beginning of um, Season of the Drifter where there's that guy that shows up. We don't know his name. We don't know anything about him. But the quote-unquote shadow shows up and starts talking to him about it. Shin could have started placing things in his head to make him go in the direction he wanted to. It wasn't necessarily a direct thing. Yeah, and Hyven, I think, has a point, too. If they both think they are manipulating each other, might might actually be the case, too. Yeah, I think but, they have a I mean, common goal, and, so they're kind of doing what they the, need to and just yeah, letting it go. They're allies. They're allies of opportunity, is what exactly. It is. Um, Black Flag also points out, you know, it, it's it's all conditional on if Drifter knows Shin is Vale. Yeah. Like that. That's a huge linchpin in this whole this whole dare I say gambit. Um, <laughs> is you know who knows who knows the true identity of Batman? I mean Vale. Um, like you know it's it's <laughs> sorry that that was just like i don't know why where that came from um 
Yeah, and, and it's it's again, it's like, and, and this is this is again not taking into account the entire presence of the hall and you know the nine. You know, did that was that part of the plan? Was that a you know what what's going on there? Um, and if so, yeah. are the nine? part of the plan which that's yeah that's what i mean it's like the shadows know about the nine. <laughs> that I gets mean, crazy if we start throwing the nine into shin's whole scheme yeah mm-hmm. well and i could i i mean he's a mastermind well God. but what i what i was actually saying is like did shin just see a, an opportunity there yeah, yeah. and be like oh this does what now that was kind of always my thinking i almost think that obviously the nine and the drip and drifter have their own story and i think that the drifter and shin they kind of just cross paths at a time where they were able to use the other. Um, their goals just seem so different, um, but, you know, I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, and I, I mean, and that's, and that's you know, that gets into a lot of variables, too, because you have, like, the, like I mean, as soon as you introduce the Gambit, like, it's just, you know, it's, again, another chicken-egg situation. Did Gambit, did Drifter come up with Gambit and sell Shin on it? Did Shin... Mm-hmm. Was Shin looking for some? You know, like there's there's a lot of layers of intrigue when it comes to Shin, and there's also, I mean, not to not to downplay Drifter. Drifter also has a really good handle on intrigue. Like Drifter knows how to hide things when he needs to. You know, no one knows his name for for God's sakes. He's he's gotten like we know of like I think four names now for him, and every single time Eli. Eli, uh, Dredgen Hope, uh, well, Drifter, uh, Wu Ming, Jermaine, Wu Ming. So five, there's five. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and the thing is, is like with every single iteration of the Drifter, it comes away that there's plenty of people who do not connect him to the other iterations. You know, Wu Ming was never connected to Jermaine, and they go, we're questioning if Drifter has ever been connected to any of those. Uh, Hope is connected to Drifter, but that's only by the emissary who is Orin, who knew like he he kind of bared his soul to her, which is arguably where the connection to the nine, you know, like there's this whole thing. Um, I know <laughs> Drifter's a used car salesman. Um, I mean, that persona is it's not wrong, it's not wrong, it's not wrong, it's not wrong. This moat can fit so much darkness in it. <laughs> oh, he's very motivational and persuasive. That's for sure. I don't know. He keeps calling me a snitch. I don't like it. So, um, yeah, because I guess you took the wrong side. Uh, see, I got the full deal. <laughs> Absolutely. Book, so, <laughs> I got Ishtar Collective. <laughs> oh, that's fair. fair. <laughs> I see you. You win this round, sir. Internet. Uh, <laughs> Internet. Van Van Net Go. Uh, no, and I, I mean, I guess that, that does kind of bring us to the kind of the 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 end of it. Will the the long goodbye? You know, it's only taken him five years mm-hmm. to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's really kind of like you know, again, he he kind of says as much as like you know this is this is the end of the shadows uh, the, between the long goodbye and the final whisper um so like with the final whisper you you hear you know he he kind of reveals the the concept of like the when he first when he first heard the whispers uh you know it was when he basically he picked up the thorn um and the thing that the first whisper that he heard is kind of the name of the book, Nothing Ends. 
Uh, and for the longest time, he says, for the longest time, I took them as a threat, as the abyss offering a promise that death had not been sated that day and it would, it would come as it always has for everyone and everything we know. But that would mean death is something to fear, that the natural order is our enemy. And then years, decades later, I got to thinking about your, but more importantly, about Azir. And I came to a realization that doesn't have to be my truth, and it is this. Those words were not the abyss. They were not a worm's whisper or a vile promise, nor were they a threat. They were a warning from Azir to me. A fight had ended, but not the fight. He was telling me, warning me that a journey had ended, but many more were to come. The same goes for you, your, me, the shadows, thorn, the last word. In the wake of your legend, we will all be footnotes, afterthoughts forgotten by most, and someday another will make the same of you. This is our purpose. This is our charge to inspire those who would continue our efforts. So go now. This chapter is over. But remember now and remember always, nothing ends. Which I just love. I love I love Final Whisper. That entry is really well done. That sense shivers down my spine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was definitely like we said, whether or not this is a conclusion, it was a it was it was enough for me for the, the story to kinda end here. At least the story yeah. of Last Word. And I think born. that's what we had said, you know, this is kind of the end of a chapter, or even, you know, we could say a new book would be written, but it is the end of, as we said, or Chad had mentioned, it's the end of Last Word Thorn. It's the end of Dredging Your Shin. You know, our story, we're about to, to write our own story about a new type of guardian. So, you know, as he says, nothing ends. We're just going to continue on that chain, and eventually we'll be passing this on to the next. Mm hmm. I do kind of like what you said as a way to, I I think it was you. I don't remember which one of you (laughs) mentioned it in our chat privately. It's just someone. And it is, it's so terribly like it's, it would just make people riot. That's the, it's the lovely aspect of it. It's the whole, um, spoiler alert, quote unquote, this is, by the way, this is just spin foil. Um, Shin is the real, enemy of oh, D2 yeah. and we end up fighting him at the end instead of Savathun um, or you know or Shin so... is Savathun oh god oh god oh. no no oh, no I broke everybody no I have so many Why? problems with that I have I'm done so many bye <laughs> no. episode is done whoa whoa yeah right who everyone's yeah who everyone is Savathun right Right. <laughs> the Savathun uh, theories are my favorite. Oh my goodness. Everything's Zavathun, and Zavathun is everything. The real god of destiny. Imbaru. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. Uh, Schrodinger's worm. <laughs> oh, oh, that is perfect. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> Uh, are we actually done with the episode (laughs) okay shout outs real quick you actually cut it shout outs okay okay what are we doing we're we're, we're going Uh, we're going down to tangent with with blue oh no uh guardians of lore go first yeah uh shout out to my co-host for being here with me and my other co-host, also my wife, for being so loving and helping to uh, prepare this whole thing. And, of course, to you guys for having us in the episode and in the chat. It's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, love talking lore. 
and it's nice to experience it. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost your turn, sir. Yeah, shout out to you guys for having us on. This has been a blast. And uh, shout out to Mrs. Hyven, who I'm pretty sure is asleep, but still in chat. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she um, knocked out, like, she can't even make it through a full recording of our episode half the time, so. <laughs> and we only do it for two hours. <laughs> she does good, though. She does good. Yeah. She's just um, not a late night person like us. But, yeah, uh, shout out to Mrs. Hyven, because none of this would have been possible if it was left up to us two introverts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh thinking shout outs okay uh definitely a big thank you to you two and to um the missus who is asleep right now and um for reaching out it's always it's always great to have people on who also share a passion in the lore and love to talk about it as much as we do so thank you guys for hopping on with us for that uh shout outs to blue for forgiving me for punching him in the face next year at guardian con for all these gifts that i'm getting randomly from him um if you see him with a black eye i've already apologized i've already already accepted the forgiveness that will be forthcoming oh that is interesting (laughs) right right i am not wrong that this is the gross thing I didn't say gross. I said interesting. <laughs> I say gross. It is very gross. I don't even... God bless it. You are such a bad... No. Uh. <laughs> Big shout out to my co-host, Green-Eyed Music Lover, for being one of the best good-natured lore masters I know. <laughs> aka hasn't, hasn't fired him hasn't yet. fired it's me it's his show yeah, but yeah, i haven't yeah, fired exactly. him yet. i'm not right. in so much trouble <laughs> i'm in danger um <laughs> no uh but you know seriously thank you thank you guys for jumping on uh and thank you again you know i said this in the intro session as well but uh after this week and after seeing the things that have been going on you know when I when I peeked my head out of the the safety of our community for Focus Fire, I was like, nope, and I went back. Um, thank you guys for being such an outstanding community. We really, I I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, just I can't say that enough. Uh, and and you know, as much and and I think you can tell, but as much as we get up to just like picking fun at each other, it it's all done with the understanding that this is really it, it's a family almost for us at this point. Uh, I would, Mm -hmm. I don't do this to, I don't pick on anybody like this other than the people that I consider my family. And, you know, that basically includes all of you. So I'm sorry, but you're welcome. Um, but no. And so, yeah, chat, chat's found it. Um, and so, yeah, it's just, again, I, I can't imagine doing what we do here without the community that we have. Uh, and it's just an honor to be a part of it and, you know, just, that's that's all i got um other than that i don't know i don't have anything i'm done my list is gone the gremlins stole it bye the gremlins stole it <laughs> okay new outro yeah that is the new outro i think <laughs> it's, 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 it's been used bye. twice <laughs> bye. Bye.
With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can also be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all the amazing work being featured over on thelorenetwork.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.